Hello and welcome everybody uh, back to uh, another episode of Three Fine Legs. It's been quite a while uh, since you last heard from us, but we're back. We're here on the eve of the IPL and as always, uh, I'm Nikesh Raghani. I'm joined by Abhishek Junjunwala, former IPL player and fellow BBC broadcaster Ankur Desai as well. So uh, welcome to the show. Lots to discuss uh, ahead of uh, the new season of the IPL. Uh, very exciting one. Doesn't seem uh, as though it's been that long since the last one in the UAE, which was, of course, uh, in the autumn, in uh, October and November of 2020. Uh, we're back in India this time. India is excited. Uh, yes, it will be behind closed doors to start with, but the IPL uh, back on home soil and uh, a billion people uh, all rejoicing at that fact. Uh, so Abhishek, let's let's start with you then. Just Just give us a brief sort of idea about what this will mean to Indians and Indian fans, just to have the tournament back. I think the first of all, as, as we all know that the cases are rising in India, I mean, if, if it at all goes into lockdown, there's nothing bigger than the IPL because people will be sitting home, have nothing to do. So they would wish that the IPL carries on for the, for the whole length of, of month and a half. And yeah, it, it, it mean, we all know what it means to Indian, Indian fan and Indian public and in India in general and Indian economy. IPL is not just a sporting event, it just pumps in so much money in the economy because it employs so many people, thousands and thousands of people. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just like a festival in India. We all know about that. And Ankur, you're going to be, uh, of course, covering uh, the tournament uh, <laughs> over on the BBC Asian Network as well. Um, we, we talk about them every year, don't we? The Mumbai Indians, they're going to be first up in action against the Royal Challengers Bangalore, defending champions, uh, going for an unprecedented third title in a row, um, they're, they're obviously the team to beat once again. What makes them so good? Do you know what? I, I think one of the key aspects of Mumbai Indians over the years has been planning, right? And it's almost like revising for an exam. It's like, you know, start early, make sure you uh, cover every possible angle. And that's what they do. They, they go to the different uh, parts of India, which are probably untapped and, and find such magical talents, the likes of Jasprit Bumrah, the, the Pandya brothers are just a, a few that come off the top of my head, but they've always got pretty much every part of their squad, you know, ticked off. And, and I think that's something that they're so good at. And they're, they're probably the most complete outfit because they have the most uh, complete set of players, whether it's the all-rounders, whether it's the players at the top of the order, whether it's the local Indian talent as well. So. Uh, I think for me, that's what sets them apart, really, Nick. And, uh, and as we've sort of said about them in the past, they they have the blockbuster names as well to go with some of the unheralded names who then become stars. You know, the likes of Surya Kumar uh, is a great person who is a great example of that. So I think for me, Nick, yeah, planning has been great. And, and, and they keep, I suppose, remaining one or two steps ahead of the others, I suppose. And obviously coached very well by Mahela Jaya Wardner. They've got Sachin Tendulkar as a team mentor as well. I don't quite know how hands-on he is, but just having somebody of that stature uh, in and around the team uh, has got to be good for these young cricketers. Uh, Abhishek, we talked last year about the only concern we had going into the last IPL was their lack of world-class wrist spinner. But Rahul Jaher, he stood up and, and did a fantastic job. This time... They've gone in with a bit of backup for him. They've signed Piyush Chawla, third highest wicket taker of all time uh, in the IPL as well. Uh, very experienced campaigner, even though still got that baby face, doesn't quite look uh, like uh, the veteran that he is. Um, do you think that's got a lot to do with the fact that they're not going to be playing any home matches at the Wankadi Stadium? They're going to be playing a lot of matches 
in Chennai, and we've seen the kind of turn that Chennai has been taking uh, recently as well with the series against England. Do, do you think that's the reason why they've kind of covered that base? I think so. I think uh, the reason for them to get uh, Pius Chavla was to get a backup spinner. In terms of a risk spinner, yes, Rahul Tahir has been exceptional, as you mentioned in the previous year, in the last year's competition. But again, there's just a couple of matches it takes for somebody to lose form in T20 cricket. And you need to have the backup. And that's what they have done with pretty much all their players. They've got uh, Krunal Pandya again, who's been a very good performer for them over the years. But I, I, I have a few doubts with his bowling ability going into the tournament. And same with, uh, same with, I mean, so that's why they've got their base covered. They've got Jayant Yadav, who's again another, uh, another off spinner who can who can make a difference if needed. If somebody's not performing, they can fill that gap with Jayant Yadav as well. So they've got pretty much they've got a backup for all their players, and that's why they have been so successful. And they've been able to pinpoint and pick the right players. It's not just about filling lots of players in the squad. I think they've got one of the smallest squad as well in the IPL. And they're overseas. They've only got six or seven overseas players uh, in the squad. Like literally, they're going to pick four out of seven. And they've got probably one of the smallest overseas squads. So they've been very smart from day one when it comes to picking the side. What do you yeah. guys make of Jimmy Neesham, by the way? I was going to quickly ask you about Jimmy Neesham, Nick. I think, personally, that that, that is a brilliant signing because last mm. year, they perhaps struggled with their bench strength. We talked about the, the, you know, the squad size there. It's not the biggest squad. And if somebody, you know, like one of your top four or five batsmen, uh, maybe even one of your all-rounders, your Grunel Bandias or somebody like that, misses out, is injured, can't play for whatever reason, we saw somebody like Saurabh Diwari coming in. And Saurabh Diwari, you know, he's a solid player. He's been there and done it. He's, he's played for a few different franchises. He's been with Mumbai in a couple of different spells. He does a job, but somebody like Jimmy Neesham just gives you that little bit of X factor. He can bowl, he can bat. You know, he's, he's a, a, a member of that New Zealand side that has been so successful over the last couple of years. So uh, I think an another great signing, whether or not he's going to play all of the games or just come in uh, as a bit of a backup or when they need to rotate and, and rest some players in the middle of the tournament, we don't know yet. Um, but certainly that, you know, having somebody like Jimmy Neesham is, uh, is a massive bonus for them, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's a great all-rounder and he can add a lot of value to any side. And that's what I meant when I meant they pick the right players. They don't always necessarily go for the big names, but they get the people who get the job done. And that's why they've been so successful over the years. And a lot of teams like Royals and other teams, and especially Royal Challengers Bangalore, who's always gone for the massive names, but when it comes to performance and delivering at a bigger stage, some of them being the biggest name in the industry have failed. And again, the big example is Glenn Maxwell. They've again gone for Glenn Maxwell this year. And I don't think he deserved the price tag which he gets every year. For that, he needs to perform. And when you buy a player for over a million pounds, you expect them to perform at least seven or eight times out of 18 of those 16 matches, not like three times. That way, I can pick a club cricketer from England and I can assure you he will perform twice in the IPL. You don't need to pay a million pounds for somebody to perform twice in a competition. All right. Well, while we're on Glenn Maxwell, then let, let's talk about the, the Royal Challengers Bangalore. So you, you're not overly impressed, Abhishek, uh, with the business of Glenn Maxwell. Um, what about Chris Morris, most expensive player in IPL history, uh, bought at an auction, that is. Uh, he's second only to Virat Kohli in terms of salaries that will be earned across uh, this IPL as well. Worth the money? Overpriced? What do you think? 
I think I think a bit overpriced, but if somebody I have to put my money onto, it'll be somebody like Chris Morris who brings a lot with the bat and ball. He'll 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 perform every game. He'll give you something. Either he's gonna come good with the ball or the bat. Uh, so that's the most important thing, I think. But yeah, when you, when you pick a bowler like Pat Cummins, when they paid 1.4 million last year for Pat Cummins, everyone thought he's just a bowler. To spend that kind of money just on a bowler, I think somewhere down the line is too much. But Chris Morris, yeah, 16 crores, which is 1.6 million pounds, and maybe not worth it. But if you have to put the big bucks, you have to put it to somebody like Chris Morris. Ankur, is this going to be RCB's year? Virat Kohli, the the, the elusive IPL title um, that, that he so treasures. Uh, AB de Villiers getting on in years a bit as well. Is, is this perhaps his last opportunity uh, as well? You know, those two, they've been part of that franchise for so many years and they've just never managed to quite get over the line. Yes, they had a much better IPL last time around, but have they got enough, do you think? They always leave themselves with too much to do, don't they, guys? I mean, like I remember that year when they got to the final. I mean, they, I think they had to get in literally through the back door. Then they obviously did well through the eliminator stages. And, and you just feel that with this team, maybe with this squad, maybe it's their last hurrah. And then they've gone and, and gone for a bit of a, a Yahoo with signing Maxwell and hoping that he can pull off a few wins off his own back, maybe. Um, I was half expecting they might go for a bit of a squad overhaul this year and maybe get rid of a, a few more and, and really change the, the dynamic of the team up. But I, 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 do, I don't really think that this is their time at the moment. I, I just feel like there are other teams who have recruited better and also have been consistent for the last two to three years. If you look at the likes of Mumbai and, and, and Delhi for sure, but then I think the likes of Sunrisers, Kolkata, that they'll all strengthen, Rajasthan have strengthened. I just don't think that the, the, the signing of Maxwell is enough to to turn this team into winners, let alone contenders. You mentioned Delhi there, so we'll move on from the Royal Challengers Bangalore. In fact, just before we do, do you both, let's start with Anka. Firstly, mm. do you think Virat Kohli should open, open the batting? He said he will. He said yeah. he's going to. Do you think that's the right place for him? Yeah, absolutely. I think the more balls he faces, the, the better it is for the team. And I think one thing they've always struggled is with, well, one, once a Kohli or maybe, I suppose, uh, AB, well, once they're out, they, they, they struggle to have anyone who can bat uh, in, in the latter overs and, and just keep an end ticking over. And Kohli does improve his strike rate once he gets past the 16th, 17th over. So uh, as long as he takes advantage of the power play, I, I feel like that's some that's an area of his game he needs to improve and maybe score a bit quicker in the power play area. But definitely face as many balls as possible. I think all the best T20 batsmen in the world now want to bat at the top. So he should. Great. Same for me. I think I think Virat Kohli should open the innings, and uh, he's get hundred. He he'll get hundred and twenty balls to face. Not all of them, but he'll face majority of them. And also a massive advantage for him. He's always a slow starter in T Twenty cricket, but when you come into the power play, he's got those gaps to work with, and that will help with his strike rate straight from the word go. Where when he comes after the sixth over. It takes him at least 15, 20 deliveries to get going and to get that strike rate up to 140 and 50. So I think it'll be a perfect uh, opportunity for him to get his strike rate up from the from the very first over. And once he's passed the sixth over, he can carry on that momentum for the for throughout the innings. And it'll help the others to bat around him. He can hold the innings from one end, and the likes of AB de Villiers and all the other players who can play those big shots can bat around him. So let's move on to the Delhi Capitals then. Uh, of course, uh, big news uh, with Rishabh Pant being uh, appointed as captain. Uh, you know, it's, it's quite an interesting move. Ricky Ponting, the head coach, would have had a big say 
in uh, Rishabh being, uh, you know, given that role in the absence of Shreyas Iyer, who's out injured, of course, and uh, we wish him all the best with his recovery as well. Uh, Ankur, what would you make of uh, Rishabh Pant being appointed as captain? We've not seen his sort of leadership skills on show uh, when he's playing for India or the Delhi Capitals before. We know he's a vocal member uh, of the side, particularly behind the stumps. Uh, you know, you can guarantee a good bit of banter when he's keeping wicket. Um, but in terms of his leadership skills, have you seen enough? Do you think this is a good decision? So uh, it's an interesting one for me because I, I hope he doesn't change his personality because that's one of the most charming aspects of, of him as a, as a person and a, and a cricketer. So I hope he continues to churn behind the stumps. I hope he continues to have a smile on his face. And, you know, if his bowlers are getting talked around, I hope he doesn't have that furrowed out <laughs> eyebrow sort of situation. So I hope he's able to still be quite quite upbeat at, at the best of times because that's what he is. And, and one thing we've seen with Bishaw over the last six months in particular, he's matured so much. The way he plays, the, the the game, the, the the test match game, so to speak. I know this is T20 cricket, but he's shown a great maturity in how to adapt and how to understand the situation and take that responsibility and get India over the uh, over the winning line. So I feel that in T20 cricket, that is something which will hopefully help him in in, in terms of his leadership. I just hope that it doesn't inhibit his as a bat inhi inhibit him as a batsman. I hope he continues to play in that same swashbuckling manner. Uh, the only thing I've got to say is uh, we've not really seen a great deal of evidence of how he's going to sort of uh, manage a lot of the big name egos and, and manage to keep a dressing room happy. If you know, he might have to leave some of his friends out of the team, how's he going to uh, handle that responsibility? How will that affect his performance behind the stumps as well? Because people have questioned his wicket keeping in, in the past. So, so whether he can maintain every aspect of his own playing level uh, and at the same time, keep that squad happy and work well with Ricky Ponting. I'm quite curious to see that re relationship develop as well, Ponting, the old stern master against this uh, young pup. So, yeah, very excited to see how it goes. Massive question mark as to how it's going to turn out. Yeah, I think Ricky Ponting will, will surely have a lot of influence over the, the tactical side of things, uh, you know, you, you would think, you know, not to, you know, say that Rishabh Bunt isn't capable of uh, you know being tactically astute on the field, we've just not seen enough of that. And Ricky Ponting, of course, one of the most successful captains in the history of international cricket. Uh, you know, it'd be silly to think that he wouldn't have a big say uh, on on the kind of tactics they use out there. But once you're out in the middle, ultimately, you know, you can get a few messages sent to you. But ultimately, it's the captain that that calls all the shots. Uh, Abhishek, just just looking at their side as well. Obviously, with Rishabh as the leader, um, you know, you you've got that good experience of uh, youth and experience uh, out there for the Delhi Capitals. They've, they've kind of shown signs in the last couple of years that they mean business. They've got this, you know, solid coaching set up. The owners seem to all be on board with uh, the kind of vision that Ricky Ponting has got. Is this going to be their year, do you think? I mean, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't have... I mean, it's a great one to give it to Rishabh Pant, but I, at the same time, feel, are you going to curb him as a cricketer? Are you going to make him a bit more... I mean, will he be able to play as freely as he does when he doesn't have any responsibility? When you have the likes of R. Ashwin in the side, I would have probably given the captain to R. Ashwin because he's an experienced player. He's been there. He's done that. He's won trophies. He's one of the most experienced cricketers in India. And he's got a great cricketing mind as well. And with somebody like Rishabh Pant, I would just want him to go out there and bat as freely as he has in test cricket or in any other form of cricket to give him that with that added responsibility. 
Are you curbing his cricket? Are you making him a bit more responsible way he's thinking? Oh, a lot depends on me. I cannot bat the way I have been doing for the past year and a half. And would that make a huge impact in the team's outcome at the end of the day? That's my only concern with Rishabh Pant. Yes, he could turn out to be an absolute rock star the way he has been whenever he is, he's been under pressure, whenever we have thrown things at him, he's come, down, come out on top. And that might happen again with his captaincy. But I still feel that to give a captaincy to somebody who's so young, who's just settling in into international cricket, who's settling into the IPL, is it, is it the right move? But Ricky Ponting, you can't really doubt him. He's probably one of the most experienced coaches and captain. So you've got to take what he's done. You've got to, there must be, a, there must be an understanding. There must be a, a vision behind it. But I still feel that I don't want to lose Rishabh Pant as a player. No, absolutely. Very, very good point. So it'd be interesting to see how the Delhi Capitals uh, go this season as well. Uh, one side that has underwhelmed, given uh, some of their recent signings over the last few years, uh, the Rajasthan Royals, obviously very heavy English influence, uh, Manoj Badale, one of the owners, of course, uh, hailing from the UK himself. Uh, you know, you've got Ben Stokes, Joss Butler, Jofra Archer, who we don't know if he's going to play any part in this year's uh, IPL uh, at the moment uh, through injury as well. But when you've got some you know, players like Stokes and Butler, two of the best cricketers on the planet right now, particularly in white ball cricket, you, you've got to wonder what, what has gone wrong for the Rajasthan Royals uh, over the last uh, couple of seasons, really. They should have been performing a lot better. They had Steve Smith in there as leader, of course. He's now left um, and, uh, and joined the Delhi Capitals. And uh, Sanju Sampson will be leading the Rajasthan Royals. Uh, how, what do you make of the Rajasthan Royals, Ankur? It's an interesting one, isn't it? They've had all those X-Factor players. They've not really been able to string string any kind of run together, any kind of consistency. Uh, on their day, they can be outstanding. Uh, but then, they, you know, we've seen them lose some games, which they never should have lost. I think, I think you're 100% right. And I think leadership, you touched upon it there, that that's one of the clear things they need to sort out. They've had a lot of changes in the back room. Do you remember the whole Shane Warne stuff? Like people didn't really know whether he was coming or going. I don't think he's part of it anymore. They sorted that out with uh, getting someone like Kuma Sangakara in. And I think, as you said, the, the fact they got Sanju Samson now, uh, an Indian captain, I, I do sometimes think that makes a difference. I know we've had like successful uh, international captains like uh, David Warner at Sunrisers, for example. But I do think that a lot of the franchises go for uh, an Indian player who they know could be the bedrock of that side for a number of years to come. And Sanju Sampan can be that person for uh, Rajasthan Rawls. I think that's a good move. Young, give him the experience, give him some responsibility. I think it might improve his batting because I feel like sometimes he gives his wicket away at, at times because he, he, the game comes too easy for him. It's not necessarily a criticism of him. It's just the, the way he is as a player sometimes. So I think this could help enhance him as a cricketer. And I think sort out the, the order as well. Make sure Joss Butler stays at the top. I think he used to come in down at the uh, middle order sometimes. They couldn't figure out the best place for him. Ajinkya Rahane, they had a lot of question marks about him. Again, that was a leadership issue. Him, Steve Smith, who, who's, the, who's the captain? They kept dovetailing between the two. So I think having a clear, defined structure now, where are your best players going to be? I think Ben Stokes was, was brilliant. I think got 100 as an opener or number three last year as well. So I think having clearly defined roles for your players and, and, and your leadership group, that's going to be key on and off the pitch as well. I think they've made a good move in the off-season as well. And, and obviously, a lot of eyes will be on uh, money bags, uh, Chris Morris as well. I'll be curious to see how that goes. 
Absolutely, indeed. And uh, Yashasvi Jaiswal as well, uh, another one who, who may be given his opportunity, obviously a great backstory uh, with, with all that he's been through uh, to make it to the top. But we're just going to move on because I'm just conscious of time at the moment. So Abhishek, talk, we were talking about leadership there, uh, a team that has got now uh, a solid leader, the Kolkata Knight Riders, Owen Morgan, England captain, Kolkata Knight Riders captain. Uh, the captaincy changed midway through last season, uh, probably the right decision when you consider how good Owen Morgan is as a leader. Um, Dinesh Karthik uh, just left to concentrate uh, on his on his cricket, really, and uh, have, have an input whenever uh, the guys feel necessary as well. Uh, it seems to have sort of taken a bit of weight off his shoulders. Um, they've, they've got an interesting makeup as well, haven't they? Uh, you know, any, any side led by Owen Morgan, you know they're going to be competitive, you know they're going to be right up there, uh, you know, challenging for those top four spots at the very least. What do you make of the Kolkata Knight Riders this season? Uh, you know, they've got a couple of veterans in there as well. Harbhajan Singh has, has gone back and, uh, you know, joined uh, his, uh, what, third franchise uh, in uh, in his IPL career as well. They're still going at the age of around 40, must be now, 39, 40. Um, what do you make of their squad? I think... See, first of all, you cannot have Owen Morgan in your side and not have, not have him as a leader. He's a born leader. And he's done an exceptional job with England. And, he, and what, once you have somebody like him who's been one of the best captains in world cricket, he has to be the captain. So I think they got it right there. And Dinesh Karthik is a lovely guy. He's one of the best, nicest guys in world cricket. And, and you can see that when, when, he had, when he had to give up his captaincy, it was taken away from him. He was very much out there. He was helping uh, Owen Morgan as much as he can. And I think between those two, they will handle this team really, really well. And he will have a lot of inputs as well. And especially getting Harbhajan Singh as well this year. He's got a world of experience with him. He's won multiple trophies uh, in the IPL with the Chennai, with Mumbai. So he's, he's been there. He's done that. Even if he doesn't play in the squad, he will add a lot of value from the outside in uh, giving them a lot of information going into the tournament. And... KKR has always been one of my favorite sides uh, because they, they just bring in a lot of excitement. The way they play their cricket with the likes of Andre Russell, I think he had a very, very ordinary season uh, last year in 2020. I think he'll make up for it. He'll have a great season going into this year. And they've got some exciting talents in the likes of Nagar Koti, Prasid, Krishna. They've got a great bunch of Indian domestic cricketers. And that's where they make a huge difference. And we were talking about Rajasthan Royals earlier, and that's where they're going to struggle because they don't have a very, very strong domestic uh, cricketers in their ranks. And see, uh, KKR, they, I think they'll be in the top three, probably in the top two. And I will put my money on them this year to try and go and win the trophy with, when Owen Morgan is leading the side. And the return of Shakib Al Hassan as well, which is uh, yeah. a, he's a massive yeah. player in any side he, he's going to play in. You know, he's been consistently the world's best all-rounder for for so many years uh, uh, up until recently. Um, just just what a cricketer he is, and yeah. particularly on those Indian wickets, Ankur. He's he's he going to be yeah. a nightmare, isn't he? If he gets into absolutely, it. he gives you that balance, doesn't he, guys? He, he gives you the balance because uh, he, he's so good miserly with the ball, but he's he's so exciting in white ball cricket. I mean, all, all three of us saw him. Um, with our own eyes, you know, very close up at the uh, 2019 World Cup in in the UK just a couple of years ago. Arguably, my player of the tournament for me, and and I feel like you know th this break will have refreshed him, uh, and obviously it's a break that he wouldn't have wanted. But I think if he comes back into this rejuvenated, it's going to be an exciting um, addition. And I, I agree with Abhishek that for me, I thought that they were going to do far better last year. 
KKR. They had obviously the captaincy change and, and a few other issues. I, I really feel like they, they, they're the team I am looking forward to seeing the biggest improvement out of all the franchises for sure. And also you look at their overseas players, there's so much talent, there's such excitement. It'll be difficult for them to pick four players. They've got Loki Ferguson, they've got Shakir, they've got Sunina Ryan, they've got Andre Russell, they've got Pat Cummins, they've got Ben Cutting. Like, who do you pick? And the captain. <laughs> and the captain, yeah. Oil Morgan. Who do you pick? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good, good problem to have anyway. Um, right, let's move on to the Chennai Super Kings then. Uh, often dubbed the, the dad's army, the old man's brigade of, uh, of the IPL. They've, they've mixed it up a little bit. Um, MS Dhoni is, is, of course, still uh, leading them. Uh, you know, he's, I, I don't know if this will be his last season in the IPL. Nobody knows, uh, always keeps his cards close to his chest. Um, you know, Sam Curran uh, is an interesting player. You know, he kind of won over a lot of Chennai supporters last season. Good all-round performances. Dhoni seems to really rate him which is is high praise indeed you know he's opening the batting in in quite a lot of the games useful with the ball uh, good in the field as well moen ali as well uh, another england teammate uh, who's uh, moved franchises from uh, bangalore what do you make of their whole balance uh, to their side are they still lacking in that depth like we felt they were last season I would say they have got a few impact players in Jadeja. Dhoni, we're not sure how he's going to turn out because he has been away from international cricket for a very long time. Yes, every, I've, I've read a lot of articles. I've spoken to a few people in India and they're saying he's looking very fit. He's looking hungry. But just being fit and hungry is not going to get you to perform in a world-class event. He's not played competitive cricket for a long time. It's very different when you're playing your practice games against the domestic players where you're hitting them for sixes and fours at will. But when you're playing against the likes of Pat Cummins, Rabada, you've got the best spinners, Rashid Khan, you've got the best fast bowlers coming against you, it's not going to be the same story. So we, he can surprise you. He's got everything you need as a player to perform at the top level. But again, being away from cricket for so long doesn't help. And again, it's an 18 team. Let's be honest. Uh, I'm not expecting huge things from Chennai Super Kings again. I still feel again they'll be in the bottom, bottom four. They're not going to end up in the top four. But... There might be something which we all don't know. Again, Suresh Raina, yes, he's retired as well. He has not played competitive cricket for a long time. Can he do the same thing which he has done earlier? It's going to be a bit difficult one. So I'm not going to put too, my money on Chennai Super Kings for sure. He's my, for me, he's the key player for, for, for Chennai, just briefly. I think with, with Suresh Raina coming back, he, he adds a lot of runs, uh, a lot of historical runs. So like Abhishek says, let's see how he does, obviously, after having a, quite a long break and uh, a few issues off the pers uh, personal issues off the field, sadly for for his family. So let, let, let's hope that he's rejuvenated and refreshed. But again, can he rediscover the form that we've seen, which has made him one of the highest IPL run scorers of all time? Like Abhishek said, aging team. That's my only concern. Yeah, yeah a lot depends on on the likes of uh, Reiner, Jadeja, even Dhoni, sort of uh, putting their hands up this time and uh, seeing if they can rediscover some of that magic touch. Jadeja, we we hope would go well. He's he's been in good form but again coming off the back of an injury we don't know how well uh, he will go this season the Sunrisers Hyderabad uh, is an interesting one they obviously started last season really badly came really good towards the end uh, had that had that wonderful run uh, right towards the end of that group stages and um, a lot of that was down to the fact that uh, Rhythm and Saha was opening the batting Johnny Bairstow was ultimately dropped from the side Jason Holder came into that middle order gave them that balance, that solidity with the ball. Uh, you know, he's reliable with the bat down the order as well, particularly in the shorter format when he's only facing a few overs. 
and Saha was a, a bit of a revelation at the top of the order. Do you think they're going to try and stick with something similar, something that worked for them at the back end of last season? Or do you think they're going to say, look, Johnny Bairstow, the form he's in, uh, you know, the reputation that he's got, we're back in India, he's had a lot of success in India previously. Are they going to go back to Johnny Bairstow? Is, is there a way for Saha, Bairstow, Holder, for them all to play in the same side? What do you think, well, Abhishek? That's it. That's it. I, I, don't, I don't see Vidiman Shaha playing anywhere in that side if he's not opening. He won't have a place in the side if he's not opening. Let's be very honest. There's no but, but hang on, Abhishek. You know, the yeah. interesting thing about this one, though, is isn't, hasn't Jason Roy been signed by these guys? Yes, Jason Roy has yes, been signed Jason Roy so you, as well. You'd effectively, so, you'd effectively have this England white ball pairing, which everyone's saying is the best opening partnership in world cricket. Do you just yeah. stick those guys in there or, or do you say, like, Saha, you were so good? You, you really can't because of the combination. You need bowlers. You can't just win matches in T20 yeah. batters. If you could, if you, you would have 11 batters. And for not, yeah. unfortunately, I think bowlers win you more matches than the batters in the T20 competition. You need to have five very good bowlers. So I think you, it's, it's between Jason Roy and Baisto. I think Baisto is winning the battle at the moment. He's going to start the tournament. Not sure if he's going to open or Riddhiman Shah opens with David Warner and Baisto bats down the order. That can be in combination. But I think, as, as Nikesh mentioned, that Jason Holder is somebody who needs to play in the side. He holds things together when it comes to middle order. He's somebody who can change the course of the game. He can come at number seven. When they need 40 of three overs, he's the one, he's somebody who can win them those matches. And with the ball, he can pick your wickets. He's a gun fielder as well. So, and, and also from the captaincy point of view, I think he's got a great cricketing mind, which he can help David Warner in crunch situations with those small changes or a good suggestion. So I think he's a very key member of the Sunrisers uh, squad. So it, again, it's a, good, it's, it's a good problem to have for Sunrisers Hyderabad as well, that they've got some brilliant overseas players. Uh, to pick from, but to pick four would again be a difficult one. Yeah, Ankur, I was just going to ask you, they've got probably too many overseas stars, haven't they? They've got Warner, they've got Jason Roy, they've got Johnny Bairstow, Kane Williamson, let's not forget Rashid Khan, who has to play, Jason Holder as well. Who, who's your four? Go on, pick four. Good question. Good question. Who would you start I think the tournament with? Forget pitches, forget all that. Who would you? Yeah, you're 100% right. Uh, Rashid Khan goes in there, inevitably for me. Agree, Jason Holder, because of his leadership, but also his all-round balance that he brings. Warner's your captain. So then I'm choosing one out of Be uh, Bearstow oh. and Kane Williamson. You know what? Bearstow's been in great form recently. I'd probably have him ahead of Kane right now. And then I'd see yeah. what Kane produces in the nets. And, and that, that's what you want, competition. You want the best playing against each other and training with each other. But I'd go with that. I don't know about Abhishek. No, I think I think I would go pretty, pretty much the same. I would go with Warner, Baisto, uh, Holder and Rashid. And just because the way the game has progressed in the last two or three years, yes, Kane Williamson, world beater, the best cricketer in world cricket, one of the best top three. But his strike rate, again, is an issue. I... Are you going to get into a side with a strike rate of 140 where others can score at a strike rate of 180? And I think it's ridiculous. Cricket, T20 cricket is going where you need to be scoring at over 160 to come into a side now. When I was playing, 120 was good enough. Now 150 doesn't get you in a side. It's ridiculous how T20 cricket has evolved. But yes, unfortunately, Johnny Basto wins when it comes to white ball cricket with Kane Williamson. Yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And, and, you know, it's going to be a challenge for the coaching staff, for VVS Lakshman and, and all the guys there to just 
you know, mentor these guys really well and make sure that if you are left out of the side for the first few games, that you're not disheartened, your head doesn't drop, you know, everybody's kind of got that good, healthy competition going on uh, during training as well. But, you know, a good problem to have if, if people are all in form and, and the morale is good. Uh, let's finally move on to uh, Punjab, the Punjab Kings, as they're known now. Um, you know, can really, really sort of uh, underwhelming side in the history of the IPL really they've had a few flashes of brilliance tended to generally be towards the bottom of the table most years um you know they've 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 made a few interesting signings a couple of Aussies Riley Meredith Jai Richardson you know they've not done a great deal uh, in international cricket uh, performed well in in the big bash of course David Milan um, is is an interesting signing so he comes in to join Chris Jordan the other Englishman uh, who's, who's already there, Chris Gale came good towards the end of the last IPL, but you know he's 41 years old now. How, how much more can you get out of the big man, the universe boss? Um, has he still got enough in the tank to, to do it for a full season in the IPL? Uh, Uncle, what, what do you reckon? You know, Punjab, whenever we're talking about predictions for the IPL, we'll, we'll say bottom four for Punjab most years, won't we? Yeah, historically perennial underachievers, right? I mean, it's so rare for them to ever uh, really even challenge for the for, for the top. And I, and I think another thing about this side is strike rates. I mean, Gale doesn't have the strike rate he used to have. Kale Rahul gets criticised often for, for his sort of slow starts or periods where he goes quiet as well. And David Milan is is, is a player who, who has impressed and, and has been world number one uh, T20 ranked batsman as well. But he's not like, again, when Abhishek talks about these 150, 160 strike rate players, these three aren't really those and if you're going to base your batting around those guys then I think you've got a few concerns you've got to hope that one of them plays through to the end and then ups their strike rate but, but I'd be concerned about them as always and, and, and I feel like with with them they, they, they've tried to have a few overhauls over the years it's, ne it's never quite worked a lot of responsibility on KL Rahul if he doesn't fire if he doesn't get runs you know the, re the rest of the players maybe the likes of Mayan there's a lot of responsibility on him as well um, I, I just feel as though as a package, they don't excite me. So, so that's why I never really bid for them or doubt for them at all. And it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Kale and Mayank Agarwal, obviously right up there in the run scoring charts in the last edition of the IPL. But as Abhishek said, strike Didn't rate is, is often a concern, isn't it? Because they, they might get the runs, but they're ultimately not, you know, batting other teams out of the game. They're still yeah. giving other teams a chance by you know, scoring at that 130-odd strike rate, which was uh, about what they both of them were, were doing in the last season. And then when you've not got the bowling to, to sort of back it up, you know, there's real world-class bowlers and the likes of Jofra Archer and, and you know, one or two others to, to really nail it and, and, you know, bowl well at the death, restrict the other team to have that little bit of X factor to go and take, you know, three wickets in and over and, and things like that. They've not really got that kind of cricketer, have they, Abhishek? And I suppose that is a bit of a concern. They're, they're almost like, you know, Chris Gale aside, if, if he's in his sort of old school form, apart from him, they're almost like an old school T20 side, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I think a couple of players do excite me a lot. Nicholas Coron is somebody who can win you matches on his day. He's an exciting talent. I think he's somebody who replicates Chris Gale, a young uh, Chris Gale. But Chris Gale, you have to play him. If he's, if he's fit, I think you have to give him at least five or six games start of the season as an opener. And if he's playing, he has to open. You can't expect Chris Gales to come at number four and five and score runs, uh, which he might, but the best chances at number, 
opening their innings. And I think they've got Jar Richardson and Meredith. Riley Meredith is an exciting talent as well. I think he can bring a lot to the table. But as, as Ankur and you mentioned earlier, it's about Mayank Agarwal and KL Rahul. Runs is not going to be a problem. They will score runs. We know that. The problem is, are they going to score runs at a pace which they need to? No point batting for six overs when they're both opening and getting 45, where other teams are getting 65. You've lost the game in the first six overs against this very good side. So, yes, they can make up for it uh, at the end. But what if they get out? That has always been the big question. When they're taking too many deliveries at the start and then getting out, leaving a lot for others to do, and which they don't have. They don't have a middle order to fall back on where they can come and score at 200 with the strike rate of 200 with the likes of Hardik Pandya and Kunal Pandya. They don't have players like that. So they're heavily dependent on the top order. So they need to worry about how quickly they're going to score their runs. All right. Just before we go, I'm going to get predictions from both of you. So I'm going to ask you both, just, just very briefly, you don't have to give me much of a reason. Um, we've kind of been through uh, a lot of the sides already in quite great detail. Abhishek, who, who's going to win it? I'll pick two teams. KKR or One. You can't have two winners. We're not doing joint <laughs> trophies like the like the 2002 okay. Champions okay. Trophy in I'll, Sri Lanka, that debacle. We're, we're going for one, Abhishek. One. If I had to pick one, I would this year go with KKR. KKR, interesting. Ankur? Oh, man, I'm so predictable. I have to go with Mumbai again. Just just because <laughs> they... they yeah, so, this, how can I look past... You know what? As much as I love watching Mumbai play, it'd be great to see them really challenged by, by a KKR as well. Delhi, my only slight reservation is I think Shreyas is so key to that team. I do yeah. think that it would be interesting to see how not having his cool, calm leadership uh, might hinder them. In terms of another outsider that, that might come into the mix, I don't know, I'm going to throw Sunrisers in there because they've shown pedigree in the past. But it's hard to look past um, Mumbai and then, then it becomes a bit of a mishmash after that. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going sunrises. I think I'm going to go outside the box mm. this time. I just like the setup. I like the fact that they've got so much depth uh, in terms of both local players and all the world class overseas players that that we've mentioned as well. So let's see how they go. Um, top run scorer Abhishek. Oh, Virat Kohli. Okay, Ankur. Um. K.R. Rahul, he's always there or thereabouts. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go David Warner. I think back in India, he's, he's done so well there in the past. Um, mm. You know, he's leading that side. I think he's 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 got a few points to prove as well. He's He's been a little bit inconsistent over the last year or so with his form. Ooh, I think you know he's what? been it. I, I might change mine. I might change mine to go for a Rajasthan opener. Maybe, maybe just Butler. Maybe just Butler or, or Ben Stokes. I'm going to go one of them. Change my mind. One is his fitness. We leave you fit for the whole tournament. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, or Sanju Samson. Look at me. I'm changing my mind every time. Blows with the wind. Uncle Desai. You can change your Twitter handle now. Uncle Desai. Blows with the wind. Right. Yeah. I'm going top wicket taker, Rashid Khan. I'm going very sunrisers heavy. I, I don't even, you know, I've never really followed them with any great passion previously. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, yeah, I've just never really had any much interest in them. I just think they'll do really well this season. So Rashid Khan for me, uh, top I'm wicket gonna, taker. I'm going to go with another sunriser, Bubi, just because he's back and he's in form. I'll go with Bhubnesh Kumar. Good shout, good shout. Ankur, just one, please. Oh, man. Jasprit Bumras. Yes, I knew, I knew it. Fresh off his wedding. I had it in my head. He's going to go with Jasprit Bumras. 
fresh off his uh, fresh off his nuptials, he'd be extra motivated to take wickets for his new wife. She's hosting the show. She'll be hosting as well. There you go. He'll be eager to impress, especially when they play the KKR, because I think she does some bits for the KKR, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> let's see. Right, so, uh, you know, all, all our predictions, uh, they'll probably be proven to uh, be wrong as usual, but um, it's, it's been good fun anyway. And um, we'll have lots more fun uh, for you uh, over the coming weeks as well. Uh, you know, we'll have shows for you. Hopefully uh, every week we'll be recapping uh, some of the best performances uh, and looking ahead uh, to what is left to come at this season during the IPL. Don't forget that... Uh, in the UK, certainly, and uh, in certain regions uh, around the world, uh, Abhishek, uh, Ankur and myself will all be part of the uh, BBC Five Live Sports Extra commentary team, bringing you ball-by-ball coverage uh, across the tournament. Uh, and that, of course, starts with uh, the big one, the opening match, uh, the Mumbai Indians versus the Royal Challengers Bangalore, uh, which is on Friday and uh, straight throughout uh, the rest of the tournament as well. So do join us if you can. But for now, that is it from us and uh, join us soon. Thank you.